Always be connecting is call to action in business across five key audiences, prospects, clients, team, community, and industry. Strong ties with each of these provide happiness, support, security, and a sense of purpose. I'm Lindsay Houston, and I run Storytellers Australia, a content marketing and design business in Sydney. Each week, I'll be talking to a valuable person in business who will share their ideas of how to have healthier work lives by growing a network of supporters. Our next guest is a master in her field, setting the bar when it comes to public relations in Australia with an impressive career spanning 20 years. She regularly appears in media, including SMH, The Age, Daily Telegraph, The Morning Show, Today Show, Smart Company, news.com.au, Daily Mail. So you've probably already seen or heard her insights. CEO and founder of Inside Out PR, Nicole Weenie. Thanks for joining us, Nicole. How is it going? Good, thank you. So how important is connection in public relations? Well, the central premise of PR is networking, it is relationships, it is communication. So it's hugely important. I think there are so many benefits to networking in our industry. It enables results for clients and business. It enables you to vent at times uh, when things are challenging, Um, you know, ideas to bounce off uh, with other colleagues, uh, career opportunities, business opportunities. um, And it also increases your circle of influence. So, you know, someone within your network might not necessarily have the answer for you, but then within their circle, they do. So it's, it's hugely important. And I think, Years ago, back when I started my career, uh, you know, two years ago, <laughs> it was it was quite daunting uh, to network. You know, we didn't have social media. You had to physically go to these events and talk to people who yeah. were older than you, and it was hugely uh, scary, I guess. Um, these days it's a lot easier for people to network, you know, particularly through networks like LinkedIn and industry associations and mm. um, and just staying in touch with with people and relationships. But then do you think there's also some things that we're missing out on because digital is too easy that we forget the the importance of in-person and sort of lessons from two years ago? (laughs) True. I I do think there is a balance and I think it's important to have face-to-face because that's when you really get to know someone and Mm. they can really share, I guess, any vulnerabilities or or their greater insights. I think, you know, at the surface level when you are having a Zoom or having a phone call or on a social media chat, you don't get to that depth um, and comfort level, I guess. Yeah, this is personability. Yeah. That's a word. Yeah. Um, So a question I like to ask all the guests is, who were you at school? (laughs) In primary school, I loved school. I was a hard worker. I, I loved being there. I remember my dad used to drop me off to school first and I'd sit there for hours before the bell started, I think, because he needed to get to work. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I loved everything about it. I loved the sport. I loved trying things and uh, and I loved being recognised um, for your efforts. Yeah. Um, high school was a big jump for me. Uh, suddenly it was you know, me in a sea of people who were, um, 
you know, very talented across, yeah. you know, intellectually through to, to sporting levels. So that was a bit of an adjustment. Um, yep. But in the end, um, you know, it was the same values, you know, hard work and um, uh, having strong friendships who I still maintain um, to this day. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I wonder if you were the... Uh, I'm assuming you're similar age to me that that took up the home phone at the bottom of the stairs, <laughs> <laughs> and your home phone was possibly engaged a lot of the time. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to school, coming home, hours on the phone. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. you've always been a people person, always sort of gravitated towards having relationships and yeah I, I you know I love um I love making people laugh and having fun and um I just love the yeah the, the fun side of life so yeah that's a big part of who I am yeah and then being of that age you do have that sort of midpoint of between analog and digital so understanding the personable face-to-face but then We've also seen social media from its origins. So I think sometimes we've got a really good understanding of what social media is and and, and how it works. When did you first start on on social media? Were you from MySpace? Were you writing blogs? I I didn't do MySpace, but uh, I had started the agency by then. Okay. Um, So... Yeah, basically launching it for clients and, um, yeah, the first one was Facebook, uh, Twitter, they were the the big ones and then it went on to YouTube and Pinterest was another one Um, and then it evolved into Instagram and, um, and, yeah, the other channels that are there today. And is social media fairly central to PR? How how does PR break down into different communication and connection? I think it depends on the the business and the audience. Uh, You know, in the work that we do, we do lots of media work. So um, media is a big part of it, but then social media and social influences uh, are probably closer to second to that. So what do you observe about influences with large audiences and how they connect what are they doing differently to other people? Uh, they well, either they've had an existing profile, uh, so a bit, an existing public persona, or they've been one of the first in their field, so they've been able to yeah, sure. attract a following um, from there, uh, or they've been able to find some sort of niche that's a bit different uh, and and created some sort of viral attraction. And then, what's the difference between growing your own network? and using an influencer because not everyone can be an influencer but there is a value in doing something for yourself and growing your own network so when when do you do it in-house and when do you decide okay I do need to reach a wider network I I think at the core should be your own platforms or the businesses platforms because that's where you have complete control of of message and and how you want to be portrayed and and the values and uh, commentary from the public or uh, clients. Uh, so that's hugely important. And then secondly, to attract new markets or new people, that's where you can tap into influencers because they've got that existing audience um, that relates to you and that they'll provide that connection. 
And uh, uh, do you play a bit of a matchmaker role in aligning influences and businesses? What kind of things are you looking for to yeah, bring them we, together? Uh, we look at uh, there's a bit of research that is undertaken um, depending on on the category. Uh, we look at who is most successful, and then it, I guess it depends on budgets because some will attract a fee, um, some may have a contra association to them, some are just happy to post. Um, so it really depends on the level, and then we just you know put together a bit of a mix. Uh, for our clients and then from there we have a, a platform that actually analyzes the performance so we can then see uh, which uh, influences resonate most with a product and then yeah. um, that for informs the f uh, future campaigns from there. So you've got a good mix of instinct and data. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he, he, a bit of history. So if we've worked in the industry before, we kind of know what works and what doesn't. How do you maintain healthy relationships? So maybe you've got a large network of clients, uh, publishers, influencers. Well, what are, well, first of all, what are the sort of key audiences that you have? Like As a business? Yeah. So um, I guess... Uh, our clients would be core, <laughs> so um, they can be anything from CEOs to marketers to other PR practitioners. Uh, so they're kind of the three audience groups, mm. um, and within that, uh, you know, there are colleagues or past colleagues or past clients. So uh, it's a mix of, you know, maintaining relationships, whether it's you know, you know, going out for a coffee again or a lunch or. Um, a phone call here and there, checking in with people, uh, you know, as well as um, emails and, and digital media. Mm. And do you run your own events or do you use other events to sort of keep those relationships healthy or is there anything around there? We don't typically run our own events, but uh, we do tap into existing events that we see are worthwhile or, you know, if we've um, participating in an industry award, we'll use mm. that as an opportunity as well. So yeah, and which which ones have have worked really well for you in the past? Which events have you gone to that you've done over and over? I have uh, spoken at a few uh, industry events and panels. So uh, a lot of the ones that have been successful are typically you know, new business owners, so they've got something they want to launch, so they're ready to go. Um, so that's always a, a good one for us. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's the process for you as a person to put yourself out there for these events? Like lots of working on your pitch and lots of understanding the industry. Like how do you build your own profile to be considered a good speaker? Uh, I think it's it comes down to credibility and, and yeah. years of experience and um, content marketing and, and also just being out there in the media. So I think it's it's definitely a, a mix of a mix of it that puts it together. Mm. Yeah. And what what kind of content marketing has worked? Build your profile. Uh, we write we'll write some um, blogs or. Uh, 
uh, you know, kind of strategy ideas or recommendations and, and that kind of thing. We put that on um, social channels or our website uh, or, se- or send them to, to clients as well. Mm, so part, part of your business is going to be working on yourself. It is going to be setting a bit of a standard as an industry player. Yeah, because I think people before working with you, they want to know you a little bit. So if you're, if they've kind of have a sense of knowing you in some way or, you know, what you believe in or how you work, then if they're attracted in that sense, then uh, you've kind of got a bit of a win there. And what what kind of things assist you in, in credibility? What, what, what against your name is going to make you stand out against other people? I think uh, the, the things that have worked in our favour are our credentials, so our agency credentials and, and campaigns uh, where we've got proven results, mm. um, award wins, uh, as well as um, when we are or when I appear in uh, the media as well. So there's a tangible aspect to that. And uh, in the world of PR there is winning moves and sometimes pitfalls uh what what how what are sort of key elements of 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 both of winning and and losing and sort of how to react to each of those scenarios the the winning and losing comes from a variety of means so it could be us going for a client pitch and and winning or losing that or it could be uh, a particular campaign and uh you know, a particular angle not resonating with media. So uh, for me, I am someone that will never leave a stone unturned. I always yeah. I always believe there's a way. So when it comes to a media yeah, pitch, that. if there is something that's not working, I want I want to know from the team so that we can go, okay, we we've, you know, this isn't working. Let's regroup and and understand what the feedback is and uh, rework the angle. So um, mm. that's how we build that success. Um, and I, then, I call that sometimes pushing the camel through <laughs> yeah. the eye of the needle. Yeah. Like there's no one above you to make it work. You're yeah. the one who has to yeah make it work. So it is being meticulous. Well, that's it. And you know we want to be able to have you know hand on heart say. To, to our clients, you know, we have tried <laughs> everything, um, you know, yeah. I, you know, that that genuine um, relationship with clients is very important. And that love for them of wanting them to be a success. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then so what about uh, when things don't go to plan um, in PR? Yeah, well, I think when things don't go to plan, it's about learning learning from that and seeing you know asking for feedback um finding out what we could have done better you know whether we can fix the situation mm. then and there or whether it's a learning for a future um but again yeah, it, it's always about every um every i guess downfall there's a an opportunity from there yeah yeah it's about reframing yes yeah the situation so if, if a brand has a misstep somehow or a, an accident happens or something bad has been said in the media how 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 does that brand or business reconnect with its audience so i always look at brand reputation as a bit of a bank account and yeah, that sure. is why it's really important to have some good word of mouth 
with those stakeholders and relationships and the media Mm. prior to anything negative occurring because you can bank on that uh, when things do go down and and, um, you've already got that relationship. They've already spoken to the CEO. They know the kind of person they are. So that that helps. Yeah, having having supporters in your business will see you through bad times. Uh, And then... uh, you know, in situations where we haven't built that, it's, you know, that relies on our relationships with the media and having those conversations with each of the journalists to kind of give them the perspective of the brand and, and that honesty and I guess being upfront with, you know, where things have gone sure. wrong but what they what they are looking at doing. So, yeah, so like an ad, so PR is advocacy of... That's right. Yeah, yeah. And... um. Is there any sort of broad examples of something like that happening and how how you advocate for a bit a brand or a business or an individual? Uh, we <laughs> there's been uh, many situations that have occurred this year with different brands. Uh, you know, a lot of it is is confidential, so I can't go into yeah, specific yeah. details. But you know, what it has come down to is having a CEO or a spokesperson being up front and being able to communicate, the, the worst thing you can do is, is I guess, be an optus where you mm. hide under the covers and pretend that it will go away in the future because mm. uh, it doesn't. So um, that's been yeah. a, a big success is, uh, you know, enabling our uh, CEOs to have that connection point with, uh, with media. And my audiences are so yeah. savvy these days as well. If you take the sort of Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis public relations uh, moment uh, in, in early 2023, um, where people didn't believe their uh, their sort of apology for standing up for their their friend who was facing serious allegations. Um, so you know, like. What 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 do you need in to to sort of have a believability to you know avoid this a sort of backlash of of bad PR? Yeah, it's a bit of a judgment call. You know, sometimes it's actually best to step away and and not say anything, and and sometimes that's actually a great a greater communication point than mm. than than speaking. So yeah, that's where we come in as well. Is that that I guess the what's going to be the best give the best result. And celebrities are a great example as well. Like if you sort of take Taylor Swift after her second run in with Kanye West, she responded to that with quite a strong uh album about reputation and about um she didn't hold back, you know. She she wasn't nice PR she was like no no this has happened to me and and I'm going to respond honestly and and I am frustrated and I am angry and you you know look what you made me do sort of thing so like sometimes it's it's not about all being sweet and nice sometimes the sweet and nice is unpalatable but I think in that instance this is where that bank account of yeah, okay. comes into play. Yeah, she's, she's got so, a million species. She's, yeah. yeah, she's very <laughs> popular. She she can count on that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I love that bank account <laughs> analogy. Like, 
And I um and that comes down to relationships with people and being good in business. Yeah. Um who have you seen uh and what do they do to be, have a, a large bank account in that area? Not like specific people, but like Yeah. Look, I think uh I I can I'll give you Johnny Ruffo as an example, okay. you know, of, of someone recent who had a very positive image in in Australia and you know of course everyone was shattered by the news of his passing he despite what he was going through personally he always maintained a humbleness whether it was um you know being with you know with the the fame that came with um his presence in the media uh through to every kind of life challenge thrown at him you know, he's he had a very kind, selfless um, persona. So I think, you know, he was very likable and um, very, very successful and favoured in that in that way. Mm. And um, what 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 was the story with him? What happened that uh, needed to rely on that bank account? Uh, I don't think anything ever negative ever happened to him, but I think. In the situations where you have celebrities, sometimes they kind of lose their humbleness and uh, they stop being genuine and they stop being the the person that they were before that, particularly people that are thrown into that that fame. Mm. Uh, So I think, yeah, he handled it really, really well. So do you think it's like a... And this is what I learn more and more with with businesses is... You are a service. You're not a an entity. You you are for other people. You, you know everybody is here to serve rather than be served. And it's kind of that gives gain. The the more you provide value to other people, the the greater the support, the the kind words, um, the the support in their hard times then that is what gets you through winter. Yeah, that's right. And then in your opinion, what do you think are real key elements of making good connections and how to make them? I think I'm a big believer in genuine connections. I, You know, I think that was part of the reason why I left the corporate world. I hated the political game within big corporates and that that. Um, that, sure. that that false persona that um, came about as part of being in a in that kind of environment. I love the I love honesty. I love integrity. I love um, breaking that down and having that real strong personal connection with people. But I guess even in corporate, you have to fight against that to 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 find authenticity. Yeah. So like, it's a journey for us all. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Who do you typically like connecting with and and how would they connect with you? I love connecting with CEOs that have a a, a business that is really providing a value to consumers. So that could be in, you know, a multitude of industries. Mm. I also love entrepreneurs who are creating something new and kind of 
taking that big risk. Um, yeah. I find that fascinating as well. So, uh, and then of course, marketers with their, their, their creativity as well. So yeah, they're kind of the, the key people that I, I love to kind of connect with as well. Because that, that's a real strong case for making a difference as well, making impact, having a purpose, that kind of marketing comms, CEO, that's a real area you can get a lot done yeah in various things what are there uh, do you have strong um visions for what you want to to help put into the world no i think it's um you know we've worked with you know everything from baby products to yeah. um advice for the elderly in in you know home care and and uh, services yeah, yeah. like that so I think you know and and technology so there's a big mix of what we, we have worked on and I I love every element of that there's always I guess it's it comes down to the the value and the prospect um, behind the product and service yeah so you you're allowed to be sort of led into other people's visions for what they want to achieve, yeah, which is beautiful yeah. in itself, being part of that service and that yeah. network. Yeah. Um, and how would they connect with you? How so, would you like to connect? Yeah. Oh, so uh, uh, either my own um, channels on LinkedIn, so Nicole Rainey, or our website is um, www.insideoutpr.com.au. And uh, coffees, events... Phone calls, anything, <laughs> <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I love, uh, I love a personal um, meeting. Yeah, I'd much rather that. But yeah, always happy over digital media as well. And is there anything you would say to people who wanted to get into PR? Like they've just sort of started a bit of communications journey and they're not sure where to go. What's 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 PR got that others, other think, industries don't? I think. What I what attracted me to PR because I didn't actually study PR and comms. I mm. I did a commerce degree and uh, started in you know majored in marketing and HR. And uh, my first corporate role um, landed me. My first roles were around that that comms and the PR side of it, and I kind of was led into that. And I loved the creativity of it. That there's no day the same. That things change. That it's always about, you know, coming up with ideas, you know, when things go wrong um, for clients, what can we do to help or um, how can we make a difference to them? So lots of lots of opportunities, lots of um, diversity, uh, and I, I would encourage people to, you know, do some internships and, and get yeah. a feel for it first before, you know, reaching out uh, and commencing a career. I think what I learned from our chat is that there's a lot more love that goes into PR than I perceive <laughs> because PR can seem quite cold it can seem yeah. quite calculated yes but really it's an advocacy it's a like these people have worked hard you know let's keep their business going let's keep their brand yes healthy yeah let's keep things going so I think yeah. that's beautiful <laughs> thank you so much for coming on our episode pleasure <laughs> Um, if you found that valuable, uh, please give our podcast a review and subscribe for future episodes. Next week, we have Jeremy Davis, 
and he's going to be talking about emotional intelligence, which is going to be such a hot topic this year. Uh, so make sure you subscribe for that one. Uh, thank you very much for listening and have a great weekend.